Welcome back to Helmets. Welcome back to Helmets. How are you? Uh, I'm very good. Um, hey, I have a question for you. Yes. And that is this, right? Is Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers coach, a Hall of Fame head coach? Because that's a question yes. I've been... For, I would uh, say... I've been mulling over in my head for... I know they lost this week, but that's not really the point. Like, I, <laughs> is he a Hall of Fame football coach? I say he is, yes. He has to be, right? He's been coach of the Steelers for ages. And I looked up I looked up his 1v1. So the reason I bring this up is because he was coach of the Steelers before John Harbaugh took over their rivals, the Ravens. Um, and I looked this up and they are currently, they're now matched. They've now, as of this week, where the Ravens beat the Steelers, just they are 16 for 16. And they're like the amount of yards that they've... Um, the amount of yards that they've scored against each other is pretty much entirely equal as well. It's very odd, but like this, he's, uh, he, I know, I remember when Ben Roethlisberger was QB for the Steelers and people were asking, is he a Hall of Fame QB? Because the Steelers had a ridiculous amount of of success with him, but I would always argue not quite. He was just, he's not quite Hall of Fame. He was merely exceptional. Okay, um, yeah. This, I mean, but Tomlin, yeah. I think, might be he like the Steelers. It's they're never seen. They're never seen at the end of the season. No one ever. No one ever is going. Oh, is Mike Tomlin's job safe? Even when they haven't. Even when they haven't quite got to the playoffs or anything like that. Everyone goes. Ah, oh, no, he'll still build a good team. Yes. Okay. I think he is a Hall of Fame coach. I think he's yeah. uh, he's got the record. He won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's also successfully built like quite a few different teams if you think about the different eras that the Steelers have had yeah I think quite, right that's yeah really so I think that's right? when like yeah yeah that's where you get into like really good coach territory is like if you can go through if you can weather the storm and go through different waves of your team being successful in different ways yeah yes you are you are a hall of famer um also that, so that like a um, win was big yeah oh it was huge uh, so like I guess like a like a British sports uh, version of this would be like someone like Warren Gatland, the Welsh rugby union coach, because like for ages he played, a, he got a, a lot of success out of Wales playing a particular style that everyone called Warren Bull. And everyone was like, oh, you know, all he ever does is play like boring Warren Bull. And he, the whole time, he just was like, no, these are just the, the players that I have available and this is the best way I can make this team win. And then as soon as they gave him the British Lions job, he played a completely different style. Yeah. And like, and he was just so it's clear that he's the sort of coach that just uses that can just change like that can just change things depending on what he's got available to him and like like Tom is clearly is that like he's they're clearly built they've clearly rebuilt the Steelers um it's a real shame that they're it's a real shame that their new QB was injured this week um but he's really he's um he's clearly starting to rebuild around what they have now um, yeah, and that's that's why I think he's very good. I mean, he's always been able to to put together really, really good teams. I think about some of the best Ben Roethlisberger teams. They were all very, very good on defense. Uh, they yeah. were always very solid. They are, uh, you know, we've said this multiple times on the podcast. I've always found that the way he plays football is very Pittsburgh. You know, yeah, they right, are a right. dangerous team. They are kind of the outlaws. They are. Uh, that was a bit. That's that's a bit of a joke that we'll get to shortly. But yeah, the, um, <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I, I always liked. Uh, I was like, I liked watching them. I mean, of, and the thing is, you know, it's not worth getting in the Hall of Fame for it. But 
yeah, that's the greatest Super Bowl ever. The Super Bowl, uh, the the Steelers versus the Cardinals, absolutely, in my opinion, the best Super Bowl ever played. That was my um, uh, that was my first that was my first American football game that, that I saw. That's what a, what an introduction to the sport. That's why I, I mean, can, there's a reason I'm a fan, right? <laughs> yeah, and then you're always chasing that. I mean, I remember watching that with some friends at university, and it was. Well, I remember the first three quarters of it before we got into the beers, but it was. Um, <laughs> it, I can't. It was I, just a wild was, game. Yeah, it was a wild, wild game. I was always a big um, fan of Kurt Warner, so I was kind of on Kurt Warner's side a little bit, um, and I was. It was sad not to see him win a second ring, uh, but yes, I think he is a Super Bowl. Sorry, I think he's a Hall of Fame level quarter. Uh, that fucking up. quarter. Start again. He is a Hall of Fame yeah. level head coach. He's got the longevity. Just, he's got one hundred and fucking 70 wins um you know that very good also one of the most amazing pieces of shithousery in sport history oh my god and i know this because obviously it was against my fucking team (laughs) oh yeah i've never so if you've if you've not seen it i would suggest looking up uh tomlin's on the sidelines against the ravens this is 2013 and uh the jacoby jones really good kick returner was racing down the sideline and uh he just Tomlin just steps into the field <laughs> and gets in his way and pretends uh yeah he pretends he was just looking at the big screen and he just accidentally stepped into the field of play to get in the way of the player it's me. so he was, funny it's he so was fined a hundred like, grand for that he walks off whistling like a it's like a it's like a Beano cartoon where he's just like done something sort of walks off going <laughs> he so fucking clearly did it ridiculous yeah so um, the quote is the quote is in, this is mike tomlin on the infamous kick return trip in my mind i'm thinking he's going up the other sideline because the jumbotron picture is backwards and i didn't realize i was in danger <laughs> i was in danger until i saw myself on the double uh, jumbotron i dodged because i saw myself i never saw him i think that it's bullshit because the, the way that whenever these people come no, up with any excuses no way. <laughs> it's like Okay, fine. That's he's never and nobody else has ever walked onto the field of play again no, while the ball's so, in. So. It's so funny. Oh my but god! But I think I it's really funny. Guy. Now I just remember, I I have memories of these of the classic Roethlisberger. Yeah, he was a piece of shit, but like classic classic Roethlisberger style Steelers teams with like defenders just like hanging off this guy, and he just still makes that massive throw at the end. Of wins yeah. and I and that that's you know obviously that's kind of the the QB heroics, um, but it was the the team building that they could put these teams together and also that that Tomlin's would coach every one of his teams to have that kind of toughness to them where they just never ever and a lot of that does come from coaching like they were actually surprisingly disciplined you know they're sort of villains but they, they would. they would they would really you you get a few flags off them but they tend to play to the whistle. You know, so they yeah, sort of spend that, which is a sign of good coaching, honestly, where they kind of work out how much shit out they can get out, get rounds. Um, I would say that I think any quarterback, I've always kind of thought this, any quarterback that wins two Super Bowls, yeah, I would say is all is is going to get in the uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, so yes, I yeah. think Roethlisberger should. He he was always, as I said before, I like I like um, I like box office and he was always box office he the guy was fucking massive 240 pounds six five but he could run the ball and i mean he's kind of absolutely could run like he absolutely could run he um yeah 
he had that virtue that I really enjoy, and you see less and less now. Uh, that they're a professional athlete, and they just don't look like they should be in any way. I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely fucking love it, love it. Like when you see um, an athlete that just don't, they don't look like they should be, but they fucking are. I see him like I see as um, as as Josh Allen grows up and he gets more and more big. I think he's going to become just basically the new Ben Roethlisberger. Now, I think he, I think he basically <laughs> is right. Like Allen sort of is. Like he's kind of an asshole and he's sort of a big, big guy. And you can't take him down. Like it's very difficult to take down. And the thing is, Roethlisberger had an absolute fucking cannon on him as well. Like he was a good player. Uh, yeah. The problem is, I don't know. I think it would be um, controversial if he gets in the in the Hall of Fame. Uh, what Roethlisberger? Because... I, I I think he was. I, I honestly think he was merely very. I, I think he was merely exceptional. Like that's basically where I'm at with him. I think he's. I I, I you know, if you think about the the generation of quarterbacks that he's in, like he's in with the Mannings. He's in with uh, Brady and he's in with, um, um, you know, that gen, the kind of the, the the years before the current years were in. So the previous, the, the kind of changing of the guard happened between the Messi's and the Ronaldo's yeah. and the Mbappe and the Harlands. And the same thing's happening in the NFL at the moment. So those guys, yeah, I think that we'll, we'll look back and we would have, we're lucky to have had that level of, of, of guys with them. But like, you never wanted mm. to play Pittsburgh. You never wanted to play them in the winter. And part of that was the fact that he was kind of like, he was a bit, this is what I think about um, Josh Allen. He's kind of like the Terminator. Like the Terminator mm. just keeps fucking coming at you and just keeps trudging towards you. Yes, yes. This is why he's like Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger was like that. I, like Ravens played them all the time. And you just, even if you get, it was the, they were the classic sort of, they did, he did that Brady thing, just didn't look as slick as, as Brady did with it. But like, if you fucking were ahead and there's 40 seconds left, you're not ahead yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you never felt like that's okay. You always knew that they could he could like fucking just do something. Same with Josh. Let's just hope uh Josh Allen in the end of his career doesn't have a quite a substantial sexual assault allegation section on his Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not let's like yeah. <laughs> let's hope that's that. that's that's why I, was, I don't think he's gonna get in the in the Hall of Fame. And what's probably gonna happen is it's good, they're gonna give it like you know 10 years. Like I don't know, mm. how, however long it is, it's gonna take. So to get into if you if you're listening to this and you don't know how the uh the the Pro Football Hall of Fame works. Basically, it's kind of done on a ro- a voting basis. You, for, I think it's from like the mm. the the pool of journalists vote on who they want to get in, and you can get in if you are uh, five years retired. So from the day one you retire to five years after that, and that's when you become eligible to be voted in. Uh, yeah. So people like you know Eli, uh, Peyton Manning. He said Eli. I think Eli is a first ballot Hall of Fame, by the way. But that's beside the point. Um, so people, someone like uh, Peyton Manning, as soon as that hit, hit that five years come up, he's going to be the first name on the sheet. No questions asked. I think they'll just wait ten, maybe fifteen years for it, and he'll get in a little bit later. But um, yeah, it's um, he's one of those one of those guys. It, it's um, yeah, yeah, fucking <laughs> as much as I can say. But like, uh, I, uh, 
so right you know uh, so i i think that guys like um and this may i i suspect this may well i i know you want to talk about this so i guess this is a good way of rounding into this um i suspect this um i saw a tweet the other day about the brazilian football soccer player since we're on the fucking whatever the brazilian association football player neymar right um and they basically said that neymar is a is almost is a bit like football's andy murray in as much as well, I mean, aside from the fascist views, right? Uh, fascist politics, right? Um, and Wait, who's also, fascist? Uh, Neymar. Andy Murray. Oh, okay. <laughs> Neymar. He voted for Bolsonaro. Uh, he he supported Bolsonaro. In I've never, anyway, I've whatever. never, um, I've never, I've never looked into his politics before. I think when it comes to the Brazilian football players, uh, it's best not to. No, I've looked into some of it. I've looked into his uh, questionable sister loving. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is that. I think, to be honest with you, man, like it's sometimes best to not think about. Like, I don't. Uh, there's there's a bit of a storm at the moment in the UFC, right? About fucking current sort of up and comer Paddy Pimlet and some of his uh, stuff. Yeah, his he of, said some. And he, he's... Yeah, yeah, but right, yes, but and I know it's a good bit of chat. And I'm aware that I, I'm not saying like you should fucking like not care about the views of athletes especially because like they've got a big platform and also like a lot of people, you know, are very happy to use them to wash their own particular viewpoint and all this and that. Right. But also like with Paddy, he punches people with fucking money with American football players. They smash into each other for cash. Like, and foot like, and footballers, like they, they're not uh, like, I'm not saying they're dumb. Like some of them are, I'm being so PC about this. They're fucking idiots. Like so many of them. And they're very, very good at a specific thing, which yeah. a lot of people who are, a lot of people who are exceptional at a specific thing, but even like save and like at a specific thing, just fucking can't process other shit. And it's that simple. Um, and Neymar's like that. I'm sure he is. Like, I'm what? sure he is. When it comes like, to UFC, also, maybe it's just a cunt as well. Who cares, man? But like, <laughs> yeah. When it comes to UFC, like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a Colby Covington fan because that would be disingenuous. But do I watch every single Colby Covington fight and every single Colby Covington press conference? Absolutely. That's yeah. purely because whether or not he, I mean, he has implied a lot about you know the the wrestling phrase, um, uh, working heel. So being the baddie in the wrestling match, you are working heel. Um, and he'll also say working babyface, which is the like wrestling term for saying I'm the good guy. Now, I he has said a lot of really, like, uh, not even borderline racist stuff. Yeah. Is it okay? Absolutely not. But he's about to get in a fight for, and I'm going to pay the pay-per-view to see him get his shit punched in. Yeah. Like, so it's one of those things where with the UFC, I don't know if it's a comparable thing because I don't I don't think that UFC fighters are held uh, as, you know, uh, they're not children's idols in the same way. Paddy is a weird no, thing. No, no. Let, let's turn this into a UFC podcast. I don't think Paddy should have won that fight. And I think they know that he's going to be a bit of a money ticket for at least the next few years. So they gave him the win. Uh, I I actually I fully agree with that like a hundred percent. However, I will also say that I'm not sure that it's going to work that way because I think that overall the opinion seems to be pretty much overwhelmingly that he didn't deserve that win, 
And also, it's come at the same time as there's been a bit more scrutiny about like how those fights are judged anyway. And yeah. more on top of all of that, I don't think that he's like demonstrated that his ability is so good that if they put him up against like a top twenty, that he won't get absolutely smoked by them. Like, yeah, I mean, so they, like, they're looking at him and they're like, "Oh hell, we've got know, another Conor McGregor on our hands." And yeah, I don't think I don't, Conor was I good at fighting. <laughs> this guy like, isn't. The, the, Conor had, well, like, Conor had a couple yeah. of couple of Conor's wins. I thought were a bit dubious, right? But to be honest with you. For the most part, he was extreme. Like in his prime, he was fucking amazing. And I'm yeah. Paddy is like a really good grappler, and he's really good at like the technique. Weirdly, for a guy who for, I think there's a lot of this weird about him, right? A big. Uh, this is a UFC podcast now. We'll get onto football in a bit. Sorry, guys, but like basically, for a guy who's like they're pushing for big box office, his main thing is like the the sort of the, his best bit attributes are like the nerdiest geekiest bits of and uh, they're not geekiest but you know what i mean like the stuff that only the real fans like really yeah. like like all the fucking grappling like yeah that's like his a, best like stuff a, like a three-round chess match that takes place yeah, completely yeah. on the ground yeah i'm not that, <laughs> like I'm, that, that I'm, that's the, what, I'm the punch him in the head until they're sleeping yeah that, guy that's what the he's UFC the best team. at but also he takes way too many fucking smacks to the head like it, even in his all his fights, that's one thing that everyone has just consistently said. It's like, you've taken quite a few hits. And he's just like, nah, lad, it's fine. You know, and but it's like, it isn't. You can't. Did you see that like... video that he posted of him? Like, <laughs> that he, well, no, somebody posted it, like, of uh, a video off their ring doorbell of Paddy's dog oh, yeah. took a dump. And he goes, I was like, hey, look, I'm really sorry. I don't have any poo bags. And she's like on the ring going, don't worry i think you're brilliant he's like oh, i'll be back in the morning right. or something it's like, so good but yeah i think he's an interesting character but he has said some nice fucking shit oh has he oh i was about to, oh yeah i didn't know that <laughs> I was okay like, so he was nice and then he was like he said some racist shit fine yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't want to get too deep into it but basically the there is that yeah he likes a lot of people who live in uh liverpool but not all of the people who live in liverpool and i don't really okay. want to go any deeper than that Look into it if you want, but like, I, I, I don't know. I still, he's one of those, one of those characters in the UFC, which I will, I would tune in to watch uh, because, you know, that's the difference between these two sports is like, there are characters and as much as the UFC is mm. a professional sporting organization, I, I'm still interested in the storylines. Like it kind of like it's the wrestling a little bit. Whereas UFC the NFL isn't, yeah. UFC's stories are not like not that removed from like car park fights for all the box office and money. Like you're still dealing with like basically like horrible little villains as well. So you kind of know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah. Say uh, the Conor McGregor fights, like the two, uh, the Khabib fights, the, um, the, the Aldo fight, like that was like months of build for those mm. two and like when <laughs> when connor threw that like smashed in that van and stuff like that and it was all building up yeah. in the parking lot like all that stuff built towards these fights and i mean i know that like con's gone a bit crazy at the moment uh, since he's just like become one of the biggest celebrities in the world but like you're i wanted to see what was going to happen when they those those fights like i i was mm. interested in them um and that like you know as far as best moments in sport, like best moments in combat sport history, Aldo getting knocked out. Like he, like everyone forgets that like Jose Aldo at the time 
the best fucking fighter in the world, arguably one mm. of the best pound for pound fight, and he gets slept in thirteen seconds. That's incredible. And I think yeah. if we just draw it back to a, to the um, to NFL somehow, yeah, let's please do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if I can do this. Let's see if we can do this. I can't do it. It's impossible. There's no, okay. com- there's no comparison. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I the, the only reason... hired uh, Ray Lewis's yeah. Ray Lewis's murder trial lawyer. So for his one That's of his wild. sexual assaults. That's the crazy. only reason I even the only reason I even got into this is because I was going to say that Neymar. Someone put a tweet oh, yeah. saying Neymar was That's like it. the Andy was like the Andy Murray of football, in as much as he is genuinely like, um, he is genuinely unbelievably good. It's just he was unlucky enough to like hit his peak in the same era as like Messi and Ronaldo and so will never be in the conversation of the, for the best and the same with Andy Murray like Andy Murray genuinely is was like in his prime was like unbelievable it's just that the two best players of all time were also playing above him sorry three best players of all time were also playing yeah um, and that's maybe the same thing with Roethlisberger and that's, and then like... and that's yeah that's what I was going to say about Roethlisberger we've taken such a long route to that but like I honestly think he probably is amazing but like he was just unlucky enough to be playing like the same era as like two of the best players that to ever do it. And so saw, it's, uh, you're kind of like, ah, yeah. I saw Andy Murray's mum once at Queens. I was there for work. Can we talk about football, please? <laughs> Let's talk about fucking American yeah. football. Let's so, start at the absolute top. Let's talk about yeah. our my team I've adopted now is the fucking Detroit Lions. Sticking right? it on the Vikings. Is that right? They're not. Yeah. They're not the Dolphins who are in trouble. No, we'll no, get. No, let's we'll get about, onto the Dolphins because let's talk about like, Lions win out. Lions, Lions win, win out. out. I mean, we're starting. It's starting to look like they're putting together. I mean, Goff had a day, three thirty for three touchdowns. He's spreading the ball out again. They've got like plenty of plenty of action on on the rushing game. They're playing really good D. I mean, you're keeping the Minnesota Vikings to twenty three points um, yeah. now. Um, interestingly, Justin Jefferson setting a Vikings record with 223 receiving yards. Now, mm. Kirk Cousins threw 425 yards and two touchdowns. Now, what you've got here is a perfect example of what was working for the Lions before it started working. So how they played against the mm. Dolphins. It's how they played in loads of games in their, in their um, unfortunate seven losses, which is they scored shitloads of points. They conceded loads of yards, but they also conceded loads of points. Now, what they're doing is they're, they're it's the kind of like the old NFL adage of bend don't break. Yeah. You can have two, you can have 425 passing yards all you fucking want. Just don't score just I mean 23 points is a is a that's an attainable score for uh, an NFL offense to beat. That's like th- yeah, I mean that's three touchdowns and a field goal, and you've done it. The, the Lions scored consistently through the game. Uh, I'm very impressed with them. And if they keep going, you know, th- I think they can they can get in the playoffs. Yeah, the weird it, that is the weird thing about that. Like when people are looking at when people are looking at um when people are looking at how well a team is doing and people are going, Oh, what's clicking with the Lions? When you look at the the numbers, gay, uh when you when you look at the numbers, <laughs> right? Uh when you look at the numbers, right? Um they they are really basically the same as they were at the start of the year. Like, so it's a really margin. And that does suggest, again, you know, remember those early podcasts when we were like, the Lions are the unluckiest team in the NFL because they're not winning, but they're like chucking loads of, they're like sticking tons of points on you. And they're like genuinely seem to like 
they'd sort of lose in almost outlandish ways. You know, you'd be like, how yeah. have you even, you know, have you even managed that? And that's just, and, and and the answer, honestly, in some cases, as happened with, honestly, as happened with England in the association football this week, you know, against France, winners win. You know, and, they lost, and um... the Lions don't, right? And it, it take and like, this is such, I hate this. This is such sporting, sporting kind of, this is some, you know, sporting truisms that sound stupid, but they are just factually correct. Winners fucking win. They find winners find ways to win. And then teams like test match, like, te- I guess in like rugby or cricket terms, it's like test match animals, people that just step up in these kind of winning situ- these situations and win. And it takes you, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it should, you look at the stats and all the rest, and you're like, how's this even like, you should be doing better, but it takes, I don't know, man, they've just, they're doing basically the same. They're just making it, they're just, they've tightened it slightly and that's enough to start getting, you know, the minor wins. And now they're taking scalps. Like the Vikings is a scalp this year. Yes, yeah, huge. I mean, the thing is, Jerichoff's only thrown seven interceptions, which, I mean, that's like, there's another 17 quarterbacks who've thrown more than him. Above. Yeah, I was saying, and that's it was like weird, not turning um... the ball over. Not turning the ball over is like, I mean, the problem that I saw that they had, there was two problems. Uh, when mm. So the only game of theirs I've watched in full was a Dolphins game. And the two, the biggest problem was stupid problems, stupid errors on the defense and general yeah. coaching and game management. So Dan Campbell has, those are two things that they are, they are fundamentals that he can control like directly. He can improve how he calls the yeah. game. He can improve um, how he, how he controls the clock and he's done that. And then they're, they're yeah. now picking up big wins. So as we've looked at this before, but like the lions, the lions run. Uh, I think last week we were saying that all they need to do is, I mean, fake, they're going to win four more games. So um, if yeah. they if they get into the playoffs and take any scalps in the playoffs, that'll be one of the best stories of like ever <laughs> in, in the NFL. That'll be yeah. so imagine if they got to the Super Bowl. That would be the best Super Bowl run ever. That'll be way better than the Ravens like miracle run. They completely they, turn yeah. around. Yeah, the Ravens miracle one, it'll be like maybe it'd be comparable to the like the Patriots Giants Super Bowl was a really weird one. The Giants oh, yeah, won like, yeah. deep. Um, so they've got to play. They've got. To it's play. not like it's a hard run to do. No, to do the this. hard runs. The hard runs. No, nah, Jets. That is they're beatable. They looked all. They looked all right. They just got. The thing is, the Jets have a really good defense, but they're not going to score a lot of points mm. on offense. We'll talk about the Jets in a sec because Mike White yeah. had a fucking afternoon. Uh, Panthers. They got to win that. Bears. They got to win that. Packers. Anyone's guess. I mean, Packers. The problem is what what um, Aaron Rodgers has proved is. Doesn't matter how shit they are. If he's playing against his old enemies, his, if he's playing against mm. his rivals, he's going to be he's going to play. He's going to be a different level. Um, so I I think the problem is is basically it's it's less about like so I, basically I think they have to win out because of how the um, because of how the divisions are because they're number two in the NFC North and they're six and seven. I think they still have to beat. Um, so right now. If you look at so the NFC East, if you look at that, like the Eagles are ten and sorry, twelve and one, amazing. Cowboys ten and three, amazing. And then Commanders and Giants are seven and five. So like I think to and then Seahawks are seven and six. So 
And obviously the Buccaneers are going to get in on some trash record. So like I think that it will still take them like literally winning out and a slip up from someone else. Yeah, it's now kind of not really the in their hands. It's yeah, not, they, not they really in they their have hands. to win out, but I think that one of the other teams that are looking good has to has to also slip up at the same time. It's gonna um, be it's gonna be down to the it's gonna be down to the, the Giants and the um the commanders like so those are the teams yeah. and the the fact that the Giants have to play the Giants have to play the Vikings and they have yeah. to play the Eagles. So that is a harder schedule. And and yeah. the, the Giants play the thing is the Giants play the commanders, so they'll tra- they you know, they'll obviously trade off wins with that. That that's on yeah. that's this next week on Monday. So the NFC yeah. East is such a tough division. Oh my god. Yeah. But I mean, weird, it's weird the how few, it's so weird how we thought that the 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 NFC was trash. Like literally a few weeks ago, we were so wrong. Yeah, so I was not wrong. interested in any of them. I think yeah. it's just because like Packers were bad, and the 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 NFC South is 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 embarrassing to look at. But everything mm. else, I mean, like, and also if you think about the thing, I was kind of irritated by with the NFC is is the the quality of the football was bad. So if we just obviously yeah. get rid of the NFC South, Vikings or, or were we started off by saying they were boring and that Kirk Cousins was an average QB, and now Justin Jefferson, I think, is in in the chat for MVP. Uh, the Lions are. are exciting um 49ers mm. are da- most dangerous uh, team in the nfl seahawks uh great storyline great receivers geno smith having a hell of a season and then you've got basically the entire nfc east so now mm. all of a sudden this side of the draw it's looking cool it's looking something like something that you want to be watching uh, and yeah. then all of a sudden the other side you're starting to like i think most of the afc other than i mean the afc still is pretty cool Chiefs yeah. are really good. Uh, the rest of that AFC West are nothing. Um, Ravens Bengals is an interesting thing that we can discuss because it, someone's going to take the top of the NFC North, the AFC North, sorry, um, and we'll see mm. how that plays out. AFC South, I think, is other than the Titans just winning it by default because Jags, Colts, and Texans are shit. Like then yeah. they, that's basically the equivalent on the other side. So yeah, NFC, fuck me, they've done it. Yeah, oh, they've done it. Like. I do, do you, would you say I think I think what happened? I'm going to pinpoint one moment that basically changed the made the whole division seem like way more competitive, and it's basically because all the good AFC the, the good NFC teams even were stuck in were were all in one division, apart from maybe Seahawks and Vikings. Right? I honestly think the 49ers signing Christian McCaffrey and completely and just suddenly looking terrifying again, like made the whole division just seem to pop. As a competition, yes. yeah, because I was like, very I was suddenly I thought you're would, like, there's, yeah, yeah, very suddenly but, you're like, hang on, there's like multiple teams that could go all the way here, and Purdy's starting to look real, 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 very good indeed. Yeah, we'll um, get on to that in a second. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about the AFC North because uh, mm. it's the Ravens and it was the Ravens Steelers and it was another you know by any means win by the Ravens uh, and yeah. now I mean nine and four. I don't know hey, how they got record. nine. It's a great record. I don't know how they got nine wins with some of those games. Um, Look, I mean, man, it technically year, should be more. The year, the year we won the Super Bowl. Firstly, yeah, a couple of our losses were like almost were like by the by the hair of like all four of them. All four of them all were throwaway four of our losses. Were like big throwaway, were like throwaway leads. Um, the, Ra- the Ravens' record is. The Ravens are a weird team. I still they're they're a team that I think you look at at nine and four and you go, oh, are they good? 
And by the way, but I don't mean good as in good. I mean like, are they capable of going deep in the playoffs? Good. That you know, you're still they're still not passing the eye test, especially because Lamar is injured. Nice. Um, but the I think the problem is, is the thing with the Raven Steelers game is I've experienced this. E, that's always a good game. Like even yeah. when. Do you know what I mean? Like, even when both teams are kind of shit, like, it's still good. Like, basically, in this game, the Ravens started with their backup QB and moved to their third-string QB because the backup got injured. Oh, yeah, that the guy. Steelers, random yeah, the dude. Steelers. The Steelers are on uh, the Steelers uh, QB. Is it Plinkett? Good God. Uh, um, I, have, I literally like started that Kenny game. Pickett even sorry Kenny yeah. Pickett is uh, started but like it had they had to he was injured and Mitch Trubisky has to come, had to come on the Ravens third string QB I literally don't know who he is and by the way I am a Ravens fan like I was just like I don't even know who this guy is um oh, I, still... I, I messaged you about that and I was yeah, is I, it yeah you messaged me during the game I, was like, I, don't know, I don't fucking know who Anthony Brown like yeah like I don't know, I don't know who that is. I'm not 100 percent sure he has a Wikipedia. Like that, he's uh-huh. just some guy they got out of the the, the like eighth search result is uh, Dr. Anthony Brown, the professor at Durham University. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm and some saxophone player. Like this guy is, I mean, is he even was he elevated from the practice squad? Like I'm pretty he... certain he, yeah, I'm pretty certain he was elevated from the practice squad. Um, because he's a Lamar had he's... been injured. He's coming yeah. fresh out of college, and he did not play well. But I suppose they weren't really giving him the kind of snaps well, that he can. It not right. that it mattered, right? Because no. uh, J.K. the the reason that Ravens did really well is partly because our defending is now nightmarish for pretty much anyone to face. Um, our new like Raquan Smith, that everyone said was like the best signing that we've made in a long time. He's now in the team fully. And, oh yeah, I think he's absolutely outstanding. I um, sent you a message about him. He's a very yeah. scary man. Him and and like now that Patrick Queen has someone who amazing to pair with, Patrick Queen is also himself better. Um, another thing is that you know I was saying to you before the bye week, ah, oh, we're looking scary because we're getting healthy. The problem is, is that wasn't really true. Like everyone came back from the bye week, played, but they clearly played hurt. So now we have Marcus Peters and Marcus Williams back in the lineup uh, this year. So the defending is genuinely scary. Um, another thing is that this is the first game that um, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, who are our starting two running backs, are playing. Now, you don't need to know who they are, but apart from that, in the 2019 year, when we had the amazing running game, everyone talks about Lamar, but what was really true was that those two were these, like, superstars. Sorry, 2019, we didn't have J.K., but, like, um, JK and Gus were, are this like ridiculous one-two punch. JK is a genuine running back superstar, and it's he's so kind of flighty and he's very mobile. And then Gus is this like proper like charge down your throat guy. And honestly, like that. So JK ran fifteen carries, hundred twenty yards, eight yards a carry. Now bear in mind there was no QB of any worth playing. That's insane. Yeah, like that. That all that is is like we're like. The Steelers are going. Oh, they can only run. They 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 literally knew we were going to run, and they couldn't stop it. Gus, yeah. uh, thirteen carries, sixty six yards, five point one yards. That's ridiculous. Like that's just tons and tons of yards. Tyler did another thirty. You know, and with hopefully, like Lamar's injury is not supposed to be that serious, so hopefully he'll be back pretty soon. And with those, I think that's quite scary. 
it's just very frustrating, very frustrating that the Ravens are. I've I've been a fan of the Ravens since two thousand and eight. They've never, sorry, two thousand and nine. Even they've never had a good passing game. Really, that's true. you know, <laughs> they've never managed to get the receiver the receiver room really working ever. The best we got was the Super Bowl year, um, where we had where we had Tory Smith, um, Jacoby Jones, and Anquan Bolden. That was Anquan Bolden was awesome. Anquan Bolden was amazing. But, and he was that kind of one that you kind of always need. He did a big, and he, we had a tight end called Todd Heap. Um, and like, um, and Dennis Pitter as well. We, we've always had good tight ends. Oh, yeah, I remember you just Dennis need Pitter. that guy. Yeah, yeah. You I just like need, Todd Heap as a name. <laughs> yeah. Good. You just need yeah. these like guys that can kind of just, tr- you can just trust to come up and get it. And I don't think, we, we so rarely seem to be able to do it. Um So sticking um, sticking with the AFC North, Ravens currently on top of it, but yes. Bengals on a five game winning winning streak. They are Burrow's looking absolutely fucking lights out. I, I'm a big fan of his, um, and yeah, I mean they beat the Browns uh, as mm. as you do, but like, I mean that it's hard to say who's going to win that. Uh, Ravens or Bengals because it all really depends on how Ravens recover. I'm aware that I think that I think that uh, neutrals will definitely want the Bengals to win. (laughs) I think it would be more dramatic for a playoff if they had them in there. Um, Well, I just think that the thing is, is that uh, at the moment Ravens are like squeezing out these wins that are sort of, because of because because of our kind of because of our up and down offense and that like they're not like very box office you know when Lamar had his like MVP season he was the most exciting player just visually to watch he looked uh, like just watching him was just ton so much fun you know like nothing was like not fun about watching the those games and then like that's sort of not true this year. Uh, yeah. the whereas the Bengals, the Bengals are they kind of like when the Dolphins are like smashing it with their like racehorse team. Like the Bengals are like when Joe is Burrow is hot. Like that is so much fun to watch them. They just fling it about. They're tons of fun. Um, they got a tough run. They got yeah. a tough run. So I mean, do they? I don't know. They got two games that potentially could fuck up their shit. So. Bengals, Bucks, you know, mm. eh, whatever. I mean, it's one of those games you're playing Tom Brady, but whatever. Bengals, Patriots on Christmas Eve. So, you know, I know it's two cold weather teams, but like Gillette in the cold has always been a tough game. But then you've got Bengals, Buffalo and Bengals, Ravens to finish the season off. Now, mm. you, they, I don't, I'm not really. I'm quite sold on the idea that streaks are dangerous in that you can't win shitloads of games in a row. And I think that the more you win, the easier it is to lose. I know that doesn't make any fucking sense, in, but mentally, I'm like, there's no way they can win nine games in a row. So they're going to lose one of those games. And maybe that last day of the season against the Ravens is going to be for for all the marbles in the AFC North. Um, mm. But that would that would require them to go on a nine-game win streak. They did look next to perfect um, in that game against against Cleveland. 
whether or not that translates to four more wins, uh, which would bring them to just an absolutely gigantic 13 and four. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're now comfortably, comfortably in the, you know, comfortably in there for, for a playoff berth. Um, it's just a question of, uh, this is the thing. Let's, let's get, let's get, they're very good. And yes, I think it's going to cut that game's going to be very big for, for both teams, both the, the Ravens and the, um, um, and the, the Bengals. Now let's, let's now just transition to the uh, Miami Dolphins um, and yes. how fucking disappointing they are because the big the big thing that's now happening is the Miami Dolphins I personally think aren't even going to make the playoffs this year mm. because of how disappointing the last two games have been now do you really think they won't make the playoffs I don't think they're making the playoffs I think Chargers showed enough for, I don't know maybe it's going to be hard because the Jets uh, okay maybe the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs but they're going to make it only because everyone else is shit because the the difference between the AFC and the NFC when it comes to these playoff things is is the on the bubble teams Seahawks Lions uh, the Giants and the and, and Washington those four teams easily could make it now mm. on the other side I think the Jets are pretty much dead in the water they've got to play the Bills you know it, so it's between LA Patriots and the Dolphins and I think the Dolphins out of those three teams are going to fall out mainly because I think the Patriots have the pedigree for it and I think the Dolphins have been found out a little bit with our with our team mm. also the lack of lack of pressure up front and also this is another this is this was another storyline emotional game that the Dolphins had to win and they didn't play uh, for whatever's going something's going on with Tua he's not accurate or whatever so so let's look at I think the 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 playoff picture in the AFC Bengals or Ravens are definitely going to get into it just mm. because below them, Dolphins, Patriots, Chargers, there's enough, there, there's there's too much going on there and there's too many losses those three teams can potentially pick up uh, for, uh, you know, uh, it's it's not, it's going to be whether or not you want to get a higher seed basically rather than just like find your way in. Um, the Dolphins were atrocious um, and it's, yeah, it's starting to get a bit scary um being a Dolphins fan this this game has got this Justin Herbert like to a tank to a thing to a through for 145 yards 10 mm. for 28 it's you know I, I think you don't have our offensive line as where where it should be I think maybe mm. the Dolphins are a couple of trades away for having a really good O-line and that would be it like you know maybe get a Gasicki out I just think that it's we're also not very good on D. The D is throwing up some weird formations. We had a lot of players going deep. We were letting them hit us really like short on the um inside across the field. Mm. Um I don't know. Xavier Howard, I think is maybe he's done. Like I I don't want to say it because he's just been such an absolute legend, borderline. I mean, I don't even think it's borderline. I think he's a future Hall of Famer, but it's like mm. you're looking at him, he's like maybe father time has caught up. Um it just seems like there's too many, there's too many big games for the Dolphins to right. win now. So like the so running next. for the Dolphins, yeah, Bills gonna lose that. It's gonna be fucking mm. minus a million, and it's gonna be like playing the game on Neptune on on Sunday. Um, then home to the Packers on Christmas Day. Dolphins have to win that. Uh, yes, and then uh, so the Dolphins have got to. I think 
at best two wins left, which is you got to be. But the Jets game could go either way. The fact that it's in Miami is important, but. Jet Bills, the Bills and the Patriots are looking at their team now and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, we get to play the Dolphins in the cold. Uh, we dropped two huge wins, two huge uh, losses, which we didn't even really... Other, we said, on, we said a couple of weeks ago that the 49ers, maybe there was a decision that went against the Dolphins. I don't think they were ever in any worry that the 49ers are just absolutely world-class. Mm-hmm. Bills are looking at that and they're like, oh, we can just... We're, we're, we're going to tee off on them. And the Bills had a rough game. This is another thing. Bills had a rough game. Um, last week, uh, I mean, they had a rough game, but they still, they still won. But the the thing that Josh Allen has proved in recent seasons is if he does have his weird game, and he was not great, he was a hundred. You've you've vanished. Very rivalry, yeah. But you know, one thing he's always proved is he bounces back from shit performances. And if he's going to be looking at the fact that it's going to be cold, it's going to be snowy, it's going to be aggressive, uh, it's going to be dark and, not, uh, and a horrible place for the Dolphins to go. If, if the Dolphins beat the Bills, that entire fucking 35 minute or whatever it was, tirade you just spat on me is completely is a narrative that disappears immediately, by the way. No, I know. I 100% agree. But they've <laughs> but not that's, shown that's that a, they can play emotional. I know. Football. And you know what? That's American football, man. It's just like, the whole this whole fucking podcast we've done we've said pretty much nothing about the charges. We've just been like, yeah, they're they're disappointing. They're not that good. They're a paper tiger. Now that's probably true. That may well still be true. But you know what? They saved their like they saved their season on Sunday. Like yeah. the see that completely saves the season for them. They're you know so charges are what? Where are they currently? So. LA Chargers are currently second in the AFC West. As it stands, they're, they're in the playoffs. Um, and they their record isn't good. It's like, say, it's... Uh, they're not quite in the playoffs. Oh, no, sorry. They're not quite in the playoffs. They can get into the playoffs. Um, their record isn't very good. Like, it's... What are they, seven and six? Yeah. yeah. But... They've they've saved their season and the next games are their next games are still like they've still got tough stuff, but the next games are Titans, who have dropped a couple of eggs recently, mm-hmm. Colts, Rams, Broncos. They, wins. Like they could easily win out and they're, suddenly they're all wins. They, they could easily win out, be on a hot streak in the playoffs, and suddenly look dangerous. Well, this is which the is thing, a weird like, which is so weird. Like, it, that's how, I mean, it's just how, I think this is partly a, a factor of like how short NFL seasons are, right? Like you get a run of form for like three, four games and like oh, you so can carry that. But, hmm? No, it's just, they're all of a sudden they're in the chat. It's, it's The thing yeah. is that this guy, I, I've always been a Herbert fan. I think he, I was a fan of him in college. I kind of, I would have, would have preferred the Dolphins, like, to to have drafted him and he's always going to be connected to Tua in that mm. who who wants it who wanted to draft who and mm. this game was kind of I feel like he's you know he doesn't have he, he doesn't have the glamour around him of Tyreek Hill um, yeah. and they, it's, they he's going to have a great career but the yeah. two guys are always going to have their careers like mixed up. I mean, Keenan Allen, I mean, yeah, Mike Williams, very good receivers. Keenan Allen, mm. is he as good as he has been in the past? I'm not sure. But it's 
they he he showed what he showed what he's made of and i think that when it comes to these gutsy performances that's what that's what yeah. um two has not had the game yet right Um, and I think that they they don't have what it takes because we're definitely going to lose the two games in in the cold weather, and we 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 then now have to finish the season against the Jets, who they could be playing for a playoff position, but they mm. could also just be playing to just fuck over the Dolphins, which I respect as you know rivalry football, but you know it's now that that last game in the season is now an emotional game, and I don't think Mike McDaniel has showed that he can handle his emotions. The, the, it seems like a long time ago he was calling those like streak routes on third and long just to see what would happen and now that's like it now it looks a bit desperate when that happens i think that's just a different kind of eye test really which is like when when things are going well it looks it looks um it looks like you've made a call when mm. things are going badly it looks like you're just you're, you're being desperate and i think so, that that's the yeah. problem Let, can we is now a good time to talk about what does QB... So we've touched on this a few times. What does QB success even mean? Especially in the wake of the really big game, which was this week, which was the coming out party of the guy we talked about last week, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Oh, what a week. Yeah, What a week for that guy. Fucking... He came, so, um, for the listeners, he came on, he started against Tom Brady and out... Yeah, okay. You don't really start against the other QB. Like you start against their the, the you you start against the the Bucks defense. Whatever. The point is, it's billed as this big clash between the 49ers and you know the Buccaneers. Now, yeah, the Buccaneers haven't been very good, but whatever. They're still, you know, that it's that they're not a great team this year. That's the that's basically the deal. But and the 49ers are an unbelievable team. Now, Brock Purdy is. Not the number one, not the number one, not the number two, but the number three QB. They've these guys, they never fucking play. And no one expects like no, if you're the number three, no one expects you to do anything other than just gate. Like if you win, it's because you did a game management game, you know? Yeah. Like you threw a small you normally you'll see that they throw very little, small number of yards, lots of design runs, you know, a couple of short passes, screens, things like that. It's not just that he won, it's the way he won. Like he that guy was throwing and just hitting guys in stride. Like and that's very difficult given that he's barely been practicing or, or playing. Like he's hitting these these receivers in when they're at the height of their acceleration. So they just keep going. And he's like that like I I I I will honestly just say to listeners, I don't think really much talking about this game will do it a huge amount of justice. I think you should just go onto YouTube and watch the highlights. There's no yeah. it looks it, you know the eye test. He looks amazing. Like, he and does. he he looks like, um, and the thing is, that the reason he looks amazing is at least in part because the 49ers are an amazing team. But it, he still played really well, like, really, really well. And again, normally what you'd expect is that um, a third string QB playing in a really stacked lineup, like, like his team is, you'd expect them to play a very conservative game because we go, well, look, they've got a great D. They can run. We'll do some screens. We'll do a couple of short passes. We're not going to try anything. He fucking didn't. Like he went. He played 
really aggressively. Yeah, and sixteen like, for twenty one is 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 really good. Well, the, yeah. the reason why I think he the reason why I think he can he he can play well is the 49ers are a very very well coached team, um, and mm. that's that's all part of it. But the most the thing that we've we've been talking about a lot is how teams balance themselves out and yeah. how opposing defenses set up against them. And the problem is, is if you've got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield mm. and you've got Debu Samuel it, receiving and you've got Ayuk and you've got Kittle, yeah. you cannot what you've what you've got there is a recipe for just giving the quarterback time. Because yeah. you can't send a million blitzes. So what what traditionally what you would do is if you had a like a lower string quarterback, a stand in or whatever, just send fucking blitz after yeah, blitz yeah, after blitz. Put the pressure on. Because they, they, they're not yeah. experienced enough to handle it. So But all you need off. to do, that guy literally needs one read. And and yeah. his if his read's not there, if he if his read's not there, he can throw it away. But what you'll do is then you you, you open up a little bit more of the field, you open up you yeah. can't take your eyes off Christian. Um, and also, you can't really blitz. The run blitz against McCaffrey is is really, really dangerous because the reason why people have struggled against him is because of how powerful he is. Mm. And if you run blitz him, so essentially a blitz, if you don't know, you send more people to try and tackle the, the ball carrier, be it the quarterback or the running back, uh, behind the line of scrimmage rather than sit back and then kind of let the game take place in front of you. Mm. What that means is, is you commit players to heading towards the ball rather than sitting back and letting the ball come to you. So you leave space open. And the reason why you can't get McCaffrey down is he's so powerful, he can run through, he can find a hole in the blitz and then he's just got the, the open field in front of it. So you can't run blitz. You can't really quarterback blitz because of the amount of speed they've got in their receiving core. So you've got a player who's even though you know he's third string, mm. Mister Irrelevant, he can complete a lot of passes with that setup because they're too afraid of, of how they're going to hurt you, and then yeah. then their D just just closes you out of the game. I looked up his college. I looked up his him his college records, and they're really good, by the way. Like he he bloody great. I think the thing uh, I think his knocks were in the draft was that he physically didn't seem built for the NFL. So classic thing, like he's not tall. He's six foot. Yeah. He's not like massively strong. Now, the thing is, this sample size is a game and a bit. Uh, he is going to get smashed at some point pretty soon. And like, it may be. And I think that, to be honest with you, there is a pretty good chance that like in the playoffs, like he will get fucked. But it's fun to watch yeah. for now. It's fun to watch. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm a big um, fan of them, and they were they were very good. Now, let's like so. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, yeah. it was as we, we briefly mentioned, very very interesting game. Um, well, not interesting to watch, but an interesting game to develop. The Jets versus the Bills game. We briefly touched on it. Uh, so, Mike White, Joe Flacco took th- uh, four snaps and threw what for one yard uh, after Mike White got. I think he got absolutely shit mixed twice, and at yeah. one point was take was having X rays on his ribs, uh, in in inside in the the locker room before going out and then playing more and then being taken straight to hospital afterwards. And that he's probably going to play next week. So Mike White, absolute legend, two hundred and sixty eight yards in, um, yeah, quite a difficult loss, um, I would say for the for the Jets because the Buffalo Bills weren't themselves. Um, and, I mean, you texted me, you said they're a paper tiger, and I kind of agree. I don't think they're as good as everyone says. I think that there's nothing really that's stopping the Chiefs getting to the Super Bowl, including the Bills. Uh, but Mike White, 
hard as fuck good for you um it might be a little bit too bit of a bit of a stretch for the jets to get into the playoffs but um i think this guy like i think zach wilson's career is i would say as good as over uh, unfortunately so maybe mike white just takes the starting yeah, job next season it was wild like, that um it was crazy that like zach wilson wasn't even the backup like yeah. i that he has i know that flacco fucking fumbled like Sorry for sorry for sorry to Jets fans for saying that they should start Flacco. They're wrong. Obviously, you should start Mike Mike White. He's Mike a White, but good for him. Like it's wild to me that Wilson wasn't even the backup. Yeah, like that. That basically says that that Robert Sala is just like that's the end of your fucking like yeah. Robert Sala is going to clean house and get rid of him this this off season. I don't really see him fitting in anywhere. Really, I think that's the problem. I think it's they'll like... just release him. Like, yeah, I, I don't really. <laughs> oh man, he might imagine if he starts for the Broncos next season. He could, I mean, who needs a quarterback? You know, Russell like, Wilson actually played pretty well. Um, well I was gonna, week. I was gonna come on to that one. Um, um, there's, there's two, yeah, he just, Russell he just Wilson, got injured, he got injured he right at the end. Um, and he threw really three, sucks, three touchdowns, but, and then, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I respect anyone who's got who's a very religious person in a manner of speaking, uh, and. The, his like tweets Russell Wilson on Twitter is a lot of tweeting about how much he loves God and a lot of it seems a bit like he's gone a little bit crazy with how bad he's playing so he kind of needed this game they they could have beaten the Chiefs they didn't um, and Mahomes is just absolutely amazing as usual but like yeah three touchdowns from, from him um, I kind of feel bad for him just because Russell Wilson was one of those guys where you're like there's there's been a lot of chat uh, since the since the era of the Tom Brady Belichick Patriots dynasty, which is probably up there with like Manchester United levels mm. of never going to be defeated as far as things. So there there was times where you're like, okay, who's the next dynasty? Uh, people are like, oh, the Chiefs could be the next dynasty, maybe. And I don't think they, I don't really, you know, Mahomes has got at least another quarterback, uh, at least another Super Bowl win in him, but he's not going to win another fucking six. And the other yeah, one well, was like that's just because the Brady thing is just never going to happen again. No, but the Bron- like, the Broncos it just isn't the 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 Broncos getting uh, Russell Wilson. I I thought that that um, the Seahawks were set up to be a dynasty when they won that first ring, mm. and if it wasn't for that one play, it would have been two. And now he's just like in he got paid so much money. I wonder if he's going to be back next week. It'd be interesting. But yeah, fucking Chiefs. They they are. I think it's they 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 might as well just. Book their hotel in uh, Arizona. Um, yeah, they didn't even like that again. Like the Chiefs game was a case of winners win. You know, like they didn't play well, they still won. Yeah, and they scored thirty four yeah. points. But yeah. the Broncos D has been shit. Um, so um, the two other games I wanted to discuss um, were the Giants and the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Texans. Cool. And now, disclaimer: yes. I can't lie. Bad research. Sorry, I'm being very unprofessional. I watched neither of these games. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I watched. I watched. Um, I watched all of the. Uh, I watched I watched half of the um fuck me. I watched half of the Cowboys game yeah. because I they nearly lost. And I also watched half of the Eagles game. And it was I mean, Jalen Hurts was only 217 yards and two touchdowns. Uh he rushed for a touchdown. And I'm I'm just he there's no way I think Jalen Hurts for me is the MVP of the season. I think the Philadelphia mm. Eagles are the team of the season. Uh, and I think that barring any crazy shit happening in the playoffs, it's going to be Eagles, uh, Eagles Chiefs. 
which is going to be amazing to watch because you've just and I the Eagles just made it look so easy. Um, they made it look so effortless. They were just scoring points and they were having fun doing it. Devontae Smith, absolutely fantastic player. AJ Brown. I, I love them and I'm a big I like the city of Philadelphia because of the television shows I enjoy. Uh, <laughs> like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Fuck them. I like they're, they're great and they're gonna do very well. Now what's interesting, Cowboys Texans. We were just going off on how much we love the Cowboys last year uh, last week. Mm, and they, great game. They nearly fucked it up. Now, what this is a good case of of just like the the, the better team ending up winning. Yeah, winners uh, win, right? But like they they're obviously the better team, but yeah, they nearly dropped an egg. Prescott throwing two picks. The Houston Texans had it in their grasp, um, and maybe I think if it comes down, if if the Cowboys face uh, the Eagles later on, I think that this is teams are going to have tough losses and they're going to win hard as well. It's not mm. it's not as anything bad against the Cowboys, but this Texans team is like arguably one of the worst that's ever taken an NFL field and they were nearly beaten. Now, the thing I thought was kind of, is, mm. was really cool is how the Cowboys won the game. It came down to um, Davis Mills had a potentially game-winning drive in, that he could have done, right? So he could have taken them down to win the game in the last few minutes. And they played really well and they got, they were four points down and they were knocking on the door. So mm. they were probably like 40 yards out, which I think they could have done. They could, there was enough time left for one more completion down the middle, spike the ball, take a shot to the end zone. Could have been, you know, grandstand finish. What happened was the offensive line for the Texans is so inexperienced and so, and the, the situation was so big. All it took was Micah Parsons to stand there. And I think I texted you when this happened. Yeah. They got done. They got done for two consecutive um, offsides or, you know, they're basically they're, they're, the offensive line jumped offside. And this was simply because Micah Parsons was standing there. He was standing just on the edge of the line like, oh, I'm going to definitely run towards the quarterback and get him. And the guy was just like both times just jumped back instantly and then they got a flag and then they were 20 yards further down the field, game over. And I mm-hmm. think that that intimidation, I'm such a big fan of his. Again, another guy in the chat for MVP. I would, I think it'd be really, it'd be really interesting if, um, a linebacker wins considering how great Hurts and Mahomes have been. Um, oh, it's going to be a QB, but it, I, uh, I would put McCaffrey. I mean, if McCaffrey wins McCaffrey, a Super Bowl, if McCaffrey wins a Super Bowl, he should fucking get it. Like, you know, I was saying, like, it yeah. made the AFC better that move. Yeah. He should I like um, Justin Jefferson for it. I like Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the, if they turn it around, if they turn it around, um, the Dolphins and then Dolphins make a bit of a run. Uh, maybe Tyreek, like if, but I don't think. I think it's going to be a team, a team, a player for a team that wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, is going to probably uh, is probably going to get it. Now, speaking of statistics, I know they're so horrible and nerdy. Um, the I need to try and find this. Basically, um, Tyreek Hill set a very very weird record this week. Oh, yeah. Um, so he has now he he's the first player in Super Bowl era to record a touchdown in each of the following ways: receiving, obviously, rushing, obviously, kick return, punt return, and now fumble return. And he's never done that. Nobody's ever done every single way you can score a touchdown. So it was a really ridiculous play for the Dolphins. <laughs> um, 
fumble, 57-yard touchdown recovery. Basically, he picked the ball up after a ridiculous mm. series of events, rushes it all the way to the end. 55, sorry, 57-yard fumble yard fumble recovery, which was more than the entire first half offense for the Dolphins. Uh, the guy, the guy is is next level. I'm really glad he is capable of doing all this stuff because there was like, could he still do it with uh without Mahomes? Obviously he can. Um but yeah, he's he's only um He's very close to being as good as Justin Jefferson, but I just think Justin Jefferson is just, I think, visually the better the better player when it comes to just being a straight up receiver. Tyreek Hill is yeah. he's absolutely breathtaking, uh, but the Dolphins ate an absolute shit sandwich with that game. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, we, we could also briefly touch the fact that Jags had a great game. Um, they comfortably yeah. adapt. They adapted to Derrick Henry. They they Derrick Henry had an incredible first half. So this Derrick Henry, 121 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Great game. That's an amazing game. That all happened in the first half. The Jacksonville Jaguars were capable of holding Derrick Henry to just two yards in the second half. That's really interesting as well, because honestly, because that's is normally the other way around. Like normally the first half, like he really doesn't run it, like he'll, you know, he'll get like some yards, but not loads. But then as as the game progresses and people get tired. Um, he just starts like churning out yards against these tired defenders. Um, yeah, he grinds people down. That's like, I mean, because you just imagine hitting that guy over and over again for a day. It my take, yeah, sorry. Terrifying. No, it's terrifying. My take on the Jags is really simple. Uh, Doug Peterson um, is, yeah, Doug Peterson is turning things around for them. There's just a lot to turn around. And it's that's why it's been softened down this year. I think Trevor Lawrence might be legit, to be honest. I mean, so we've now been talking about him relatively frequently. So what what's happened is his big his good games are starting to outnumber his bad games. Yeah. Three hundred and sixty eight yards for three touchdowns. I think just build the team around him, make some make some moves, make some trades. It's not going to be this season, but I'd love it if the Jacksonville Jaguars put together a, a really really good team. Um, but like, I and, think they've got quite a lot of picks and cap and cap space. Um and I think that what will probably happen is that he's shown enough that like players who are in their moving to their second contracts will because what used to happen is that basically player Jacksonville would literally offer tons of money for players and they just wouldn't fucking come because they're like unless it, they just like stuff their mouths with gold because they'd be like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, but now I think that players Jacksonville has quite a bit of cap space and I think that they could easily do like what the Bills did for Josh Josh Allen, you know, like get a legit number one for him. I know they've actually got some pretty talented guys already, but you know they could build, they could, or that I I don't know. To us, I don't actually know enough about the Jacksonville Jags to know exactly what all their weaknesses are, but they could easily get like some tier one talent if they're available because I think oh, they'll go. They'll yeah. look at the Jags and go, oh, we could go there. And like, I tell you what, man, Odell Beckham Jr. That's it. Hey. That's a good. That's that. That's not a bad. That's not a bad yeah. shout. That's Send him really in. Good he's shout. a free agent. He'll number like one receiver, Florida, man. Like fuck it, man. It's warm. Yeah. Fuck it. Like he'll have fun. Um, I think that's a good. I think that's that's what I would do anyway. I think that they, they should just sign him up. They got the space. They got they can pay him. Mm. Um, and also they probably don't have to pay him for very long. Like he yeah. probably take quite a short term contract. I genuinely yeah, like so, that. I like that. Yeah, let's look ahead to next week. Uh, we've got, obviously, the fucking Miami Dolphins playing the Bills on Saturday night, mm. Sunday morning in the UK. I don't know why there's Saturday games. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Ravens are playing on Saturday night as well. Um, 
they wrote that's the the, the Browns. Uh, it's, Jets it's Lions. Christmas, it's Christmas stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna watch so, the shit out of that. Um, I would like to see uh, oh the Commanders Giants again for the second week in a row. Uh, Bengals Bucks, which will be fun because it's obviously the two uh, the, mm. the 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 new hotness versus the old. I can't remember that Men in Black quote, but yeah, the the the, the fucking lads coming together. Mm. Um, everything else is pretty fine. Um, Bears Eagles that's going to be destroyed. Bears are going to get destroyed. Um, Commanders Giants is a good game to watch because they're they're two like this is a team that if you're looking at if we're following the Lions win out thing that Lions are going to have to leapfrog one of them and they're playing each other yeah so that's that's an interesting thing to watch Lions come on Lions man I've never wanted a team to win more than yeah on the Lions I'm I'm going to be supporting the Lions against the Jets oh, big time this week I'm a Lions guy yeah um, um also I'm just going to not watch the Dolphins I might wake up and just check the score rather than watch the game on, on Game Pass. Um, that That's it. That's all I had to chat about. Um, let's say, Briefly, I want to mention how uh, absolutely disappointed I am with England crashing out of the World Cup of soccer uh, and also the fucking American NFL fan, NFL um, commentators taking the piss out of Harry. Um, they were making fun of his penalty uh, in the... Um, I think someone scored a field goal or something. They're like, hey, it's like Harry Kane's penalty. It's still for, it's still coming down. I'm like, guys, you only found out what football was like two days ago. Like, come on, give me a, like, stop taking the piss. I'm just trying to watch some American football. Um, so fuck <laughs> those guys. Oh, also, I sent you a video um, just about how stupid American soccer is um, of this guy, right? So if, you, if you're interested in how far America has come in the land of soccer, um, Yes, they now have kind of a competitive team. Pulisic is very good. They've got some decent players, right? Their domestic league still has ridiculous American shit in it. If you go and see the Portland Timbers play, they have a gigantic log in one of the ends, like the, the end where their ultras are. And they have a uh, a lumberjack who stands on the log leading the cheers. And whenever the Portland Timbers score, he cuts off a slice of the log and passes it around the crowd. And... He does this, like, not in a game break, during the match. So there's football happening on the pitch, and there's a man with a chainsaw cutting into a log. Fuck off. <laughs> That's very odd. Like, you know, say what you want about, you know, European football and, you know, <laughs> violence and all that stuff. Oh, fuck. No, no thank you to a big log. Um so yeah, don't 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 talk to, don't talk about Harry Kane during the thing. Um I've got a um NFL player name of the week. Um, I just want to check his. Yeah, tight end uh, for uh, the Buffalo Bills is a man called Dawson Knox. Ah, um, yeah. yeah, here we go. So not only does it have oh, he's, he's, he's not only does he have nominative determinism, he also has uh, the name Dawson, and he looks like a Dawson, and he's a giant boy, and he's got the same birthday as me, fourteenth of November, but nineteen ninety six, mm. so ten years after me. Um, so he's playing Dawson Knox, hard as fuck. The school of hard knocks is what I would call myself if I was Dawson. Um, and also Dawson is a very American name. And you know that he had, uh, he was just like an absolutely outstanding uh, guy going all through the thing. Um, I don't know enough about the, I think, is he the number one? Mm. Is he the number one? Uh, yeah, he's a, he's, he played really well. Um, oh, uh, he didn't. Yeah, so he's good for a couple of receptions. I don't think he's a rate their number one um, tight end, but Dawson Knox, 
looks like Dawson Knox, plays like Dawson Knox, is nominative determinism and is NFL player name of the week. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. That that was a long one. Uh, is there anything else? We literally didn't get back to, get around to talking about QB success, which is the one thing you said no. you wanted to talk well, to. Nah, we'll talk about QB success we'll do it next week. We did talk big... a lot about the UFC though, so yeah. You know. So next week, less <laughs> UFC, more about Q. Yeah, so, yeah. Why don't? Oh, speaking of wait, really quickly because I know we've only got a little bit of time left. I put I put it to our Twitter uh, whether or not they think the Dolphins will make the uh, the playoffs, and let's see what the results were. Um, Uh, helmets podcast uh so six votes 83 percent no uh have said that the, Do- the miami That's dolphins will fun. not make the playoffs <laughs> um one of those votes was from me uh but yeah i mean six that's that's a little bit of engagement there six six votes on the thing there's 14 hours left we might turn it around um all right we'll t- we'll chat about uh success to the listeners what does quarterback success mean to you yeah uh you tell us you tell Engage us and then us. we'll talk about it. Engage with us, yeah. Um, anyway, have a lovely week and we'll See chat you. to you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.